Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. The end of a long, long day on court in Berlin, and it's Vika Azarenka, 6-4 in the third, over Jessica Pagula of the United States in an hour and 49 minutes, and that was the baby match of the day, the short one of the day. On a long day in Europe, they played tennis, or at least attempted to play tennis, throughout the raindrops that really covered Great Britain, Queens Club really got a drenching, but they got some tournament tennis in. Birmingham, a total wash. They're going to have to go quarters and semis on Saturday there. But we got so much to talk about here on Tennis Channel Live because the tennis was strong. The tennis that we had today as we are now 10 days away from the championships. Wimbledon. Coming your way from the All England Lawn and Tennis Club. And here's what's coming up on our show today. Red, white, and blue on grass. We're talking about the Americans. We could also be talking about the Brits. Big day for British tennis, especially at Queen's Club. And the Americans on full display today. Rainy days, I mentioned, in Britain. And Coco Goff going back to really where the breakout occurred at Wimbledon at the All England Lawn and Tennis Club. Hey, everybody, welcome into our gorgeous studios here in Santa Monica, California. Russ Thaler, Nico Pereira, Tracy Austin. And guys, uh, look, we had tremendous tennis, long tennis matches all day long. How are you feeling about it all, Tracy? I love it. Um, I, it was exciting that in that one tournament, there was all seven, six, and a third, so much drama, high quality. So we were very appreciative where we did have tennis. It was in England that it was a bit rainy, mm-hmm. but we're used to that, Nico, right? In London, at least they got some matches in in Birmingham, they were all washed out. I'm surprised it waited until Friday to, to start <laughs> raining. But too bad about Birmingham, some good tennis in Queens. But this is my favorite stage of the tournament, the quarterfinals, because the players already have two or three wins under their belt. They're still physically fit, and you watch some great tennis at this stage. Yeah, we're covering four tournaments this week. So we had 16 quarterfinal matches on the docket. We got, actually got most of them in. Let's go to Berlin, where the full schedule did get completed. And we'll start... We talked about red, white, and blue on the courts. Madison Keys of the United States against Ludmila Samsonova. Keys had been playing very good throughout the week. Samsonova was out in front the whole day. Keys did a great job coming back in that second set. In the third, she had some chances, but she got off to a bad start in the tie break. Did a great job getting to that point. But Samsonova, the 22-year-old, playing some great tennis this week. Some encouraging signs for Keys. The forehand was looking good for most of the day. Just a bad start in that tiebreaker. It was all the Russian who came out with the win. You have to give her the credit. But I think Keys you know, has time now to get ready for the big one. Coming up in a little bit more than a week, she has to take the positive. And there is a lot of that coming for her this week. Two titles on grass for Madison Keys. Won't happen this week in Berlin. Samsona, but moving on to the semifinals. The match you just watched, Vika Azarenka and Jessica Pugula. Tracy, you called it. 
Yeah, and Victoria Ezarenka in the near court. She came out on her front foot, attacking the return, served very well, more consistent. And Pagula, who has so little experience on grass at 27, she's only played three grass court matches and had never won one until this week. She took out Pushkova earlier this week. Second set from Pagula, she changed the tactics, started targeting the forehand of Azarenka, throwing in a few more backhand slices. And then the third set, it really got tricky. A few breaks of serve to start the match. And both players really playing high-quality tennis. Great reflex from Azarenka, who's so good in the doubles. And she elevated her game. She was down 3-2 in the next three games. And that experience really paid off in the end. Vika Azarenka, three tough sets over Jesse Pagula. Here is what the semifinals are going to look like. Tomorrow, you can watch them on Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus. Elise Cornet, a big winner today, will face Belinda Bencic. Both those players winning 7-6 in the third. And Samsonova and Azarenka, the two players whose matches we just showed you, will match up in the other semifinal. But let's talk about the two vanquished Americans, mostly Jessica Pagula, one of the fastest rising players on the WTA Tour, into the top 50 at the end of last year. Now she's, she's knocking on the door of the top 20. Boy, it took her a long time to be an overnight success, didn't it? It really did. As I mentioned, she's 27 and didn't break into the top 100 until 2019. That's incredible to think about. She's been hanging around in the, in the challengers, the ITFs, trying to improve her game. I think the fact that she hooked up with David Witt as her coach, who, of course, worked for years with Venus Williams, really helped her. And she established herself into the top 30 this year by at the Australian Open, getting to the quarterfinals, beat Azarenka, beat Spitalina, finally lost to her good buddy Brady. But that really established herself that she is someone that is extremely dangerous. She's had six top 10 wins now. And the thing, Nico, is that she backed that up. She's been consistent. She beat Osaka in Rome. Uh, everybody knows that Pagula can strike the ball beautifully. She's improved her serve. She's improved her movement. And she's just more calm on the court. Yeah, one of the great stories of the past 18 months, working really hard with David, as, as you mentioned. She really likes the pace and really take it, and especially off the backhand down the line, she causes a, a lot of damage. But I, I really enjoy watching her compete. She keeps her composure. She's, she's a tough out for anybody out there, and you better watch out on the grass. She really likes it. Yeah, well, we'll see her at Wimbledon, but Jessica Pagula's run in uh, Germany is over. Hey, speaking about uh, another American who maybe took a little bit longer to start jumping up the rankings is a man named Marcos Giron, who we saw in the quarterfinals earlier today in Halle. Uh, look, it actually was a little bit of an adventure for Marcos to even even find Halle. Check this out. We were going to take the train from Stuttgart, and it turns out we booked the train for the wrong Halle. We we're on the on the train on the way to Halle Sale, and the transport. I booked the, tra- the request for transportation, and the lady texted me like, "Hey, call me ASAP." So we call her, and she's like, "You're going to the wrong, the wrong Halle. Like, is it you know, is it close?" And she's like, "It's 500 kilometers away." And so we got off the train, and we we got a we got a rental car and drove back here. And so that's kind of when the whole week shifted. Ever since we were like, you know what, this is, it is what it is. We're going to take things in stride, and uh, we made the best of it. Well, Marcos shouldn't feel too bad. Let's go to Hala. This is where we've been showing you Hala is all week here on Tennis Channel. 
We were wrong, too. We were going to the wrong holla every time on the map. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is absolutely true. We See? We made a mistake, turned it into a bit. That's what we do on TV. That's <laughs> like Charleston in the United States. There's a lot of hollas right, in right. Germany. That's right. So, so let's get to the right holla and get to the highlights. And here's Marcus Duran taking on Felix Auger Aliasim, who obviously took out Roger Federer. Yeah, this. Same with the win over Hurkacz in the first round, his doubles partner, and Roger Federer, he grew a couple of inches with that match. You can see it in his stride, in his confidence. He served working wonderful this week. We know the type of athlete he is, but you own. Beating Kofkisil and Struff, really making strides. I just think this one was a bit of a tall order for the American. And Auger Eliassim out in front, set and a break. Look at the forehand working. And when that shot is working for the Canadian, he's just going to be a really tough to beat the youngster, really taking an important step towards greatness, I feel. It's still a fine week for Marcos Giron of the United States. Felix is into the semis. Another quarterfinal featuring another American, Sebastian Corda and Hugo Umber of France. Yeah, this was always going to be a shot maker's delight. And Sebastian Corda has had a phenomenal week in the near court. He's only 20 years old, and this is his first grass court tournament ever. And, of course, he took out Batista Agut. He took out Nisha Corey. But uh, Ugo Umber, the lefty, is very difficult on grass. He came out like a cannon in that first set. 6-2 made Corda feel very uncomfortable. But Corda is so calm mentally. He's got tremendous mental toughness, terrific balance, great shot-making ability. But his forehand let him down, Nico, in those last three or four games. Too many mistakes off that wing. Yeah, we were watching that match, and it really looked shaky too bad. But I'm buying stock on this guy. I bought it two years ago. I'm staying with it. He's going to be one of the good ones, and he's willing to work for it. Well, we have the French-Canadian versus the Frenchman. Auger Aliassime and Hugo Humbert in one side, and it's Andre Rublev, Nicolas Basilevsky. There's going to be some hard striking of the ball for sure in that match. But let's go back to Sebastian Corda. This was his first tournament at the ATP level on grass. What... What did you take away from it, and what can he take away from that experience? I just like his composure. I think the guy expects to be there. He has the shots to be there. Yes, of course, the forehand deserted him a little bit today, but I'm surprised at, at how his game can adapt to all surfaces. He did really well in Paris last year, and he can play in all surfaces. First time he plays here, I wouldn't have noticed. It was crazy. I, I mean, we did that uh, Batista Agut match, yeah. and you're playing against a guy who was a former semifinalist at Wimbledon in Batista Agut. Sebi goes out there, his first match on grass, and he looks completely comfortable. And that was what was so amazing. He's got tremendous balance. He's six foot five, so you'd think that would be a little bit difficult. But he's a very good athlete, tremendous serve, served and volleyed some. The backhand slice is excellent. He's got good feel. So the all-core game, to me, is just so promising. And then, Nico, you hit on it, the demeanor. He's so, he seems to be so calm, under pressure, nerves of steel. So all of those components, just 20 years old, Building up his confidence rapidly, he's getting tremendous results. I think the sky's the limit. Well, in that household, he better have the confidence <laughs> in order to survive. Two sisters are two of the best golfers in the world, and here comes uh, Sebastian Corda on his way to becoming one of the best tennis players in the world. But he's not in the semifinals in London. Here is a look at your semifinalists, the number one seed, Matteo Berrettini moving through, beating the Brit, Daniel Evans. In a battle of Brits, Cam Norrie comes through. Still have one quarterfinal to finish up. Then a Shapovalov up a set on uh, Francis Tiafo of the United States. Who do, you, who do you like? Just both of you, real quick. Who do you like to win this whole event? Interesting. I might go with... Berrettini. 
I, I think that his serve and his forehand, uh, he's going to be so powerful. He's going to hit through the grass. I also like Nori. I think Nori is mm. kind of overlooked. Don't you think, Nico? You because took the, of, you took the number I'm one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I like Nori because he's he's a working man's champion. He's, he's worked very hard to get to where he is. But Barrettini, you're right. He's, he's just looking big. And his serve is closing doors on the opponents very, very quickly. I All like right. Nori's game. He, yes. he absorbs the power on grass. Yes, he does. All right, we got a lot more highlights to get to in this show. But when we come back, we're actually going to talk about someone who's not playing this week. But it's never too early to start talking about Coco Goff going back to Wimbledon. We're coming back on Tennis Channel Live right after this. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Sure, you don't miss any of the upcoming Grand Slam action from Wimbledon. All you got to do is tune into Tennis Channel nightly for extensive primetime coverage of the historic grass of the All England Club. It all begins Monday, June 28th at 4.30 in the p.m. That would be Eastern time. The year was 2019. And the player in the near court is Corey Coco Goff. Announcing herself to the world, upsetting Venus Williams. That was the official coming out party for a then 15-year-old Coco Goff. Amazing accomplishment, and it's really only gone on from there. It's really ridiculous that it's only two years ago. It seems like a lifetime ago, and she's still only 17. A lifetime ago for us. Think what it must <laughs> be like for Coco. I mean, she her, she's matured so much, but we've got to go back to where Coco was. She was 313 in the world, a qualifier, plays Venus, and then everybody in England knows who Coco Goffa. She was on the cover of every tabloid. It was unbelievable. Coco mania was alive, and you know that because she's ranked outside the top thir- thir- 300, and she played against Herzog on center court, an amazing match, and wins 7-5 in the third, eventually loses to Halep in the fourth round, but definitely was her springboard. Now, of all the players, I think Venus Williams is the one that Coco looks up to. You can see it in her game. You can see it in her demeanor. You can see the similarities. And that was just a storybook yes. match for her. And the impressive thing, not only the way she took that match right there and then, is the way she has backed it up and how she has developed as a player currently. We were talking a couple of months ago that she was going to be seated at the French Open. She got to the quarterfinals of the French Mm -hmm. Open. And who knows what the limit is, and she just keeps improving. Quarterfinals of the French Open, but not only that, she legitimately had a shot to win the whole thing. She ended up falling to well, the, the woman who didn't fall to anyone, Barbara Krejcikova, but she was asked about moving on to Wimbledon after that loss in the quarterfinals at the French Open. Here's what Coco had to say. I'm excited to go back for sure. Um, and I don't know, I think the most memorable thing I think I guess I remember from Wimbledon is just the crowd um, experience. And that was like one of my first matches on a big stadium like that. And, you know, playing against, you know, really good great people like Venus Williams and um, it, it kind of just was the start of like you know my career I guess and making it making it on the pro tour um, 
so yeah, I'm excited to go back and I know it won't be uh, as crowded as normal, but um, hopefully there are some fans in the stands and I'm just happy that, um, you know, right now I'm healthy and everything and hopefully that keeps up all the way through Wimbledon. And there should be fans in the stands. They're going to be allowed to have 50% at the start of Wimbledon, hoping to move up to 100% by finals weekend. She just doesn't seem to be overwhelmed by the moment, almost any moment. She loved it. I mean, the English public absolutely fell in love with Coco. And you see how every match she had more pressure, more expectations, and more eyes on her. And she was just so calm. But she's continued to improve. Her serve is much better. Her, her volleys are terrific. I think playing doubles has actually helped Coco a lot because it's improved those secondary shots, you know, the half volleys and, and e even the returns, the lobs, whatever it is. She's really got an all-court game. And, and Nico, she's won on fast indoor at Linz, and she won on slow red clay at Parma, those two titles already. So I think she can play on any surface. Yeah, she has, she has improved a lot, especially in her movement, and she's, she was a slow starter. I think she has corrected that. But I have a question for you, Tracy. Which is her best surface? We've seen her shine in all of them. Well, I think that's the key, is that I think that she can win on every single surface. She's won the two titles on hard and then on clay, but we can see that her game is going to translate beautifully to grass. She's so much more mature than she was two years ago where she got to the fourth round. Her serve is much bigger, and she's so much stronger. But it just seems like everybody around her, her parents, her family, seem to get it, her age and her coaches. They really seem to, to help her, and, and she seems just in a good place. What have those people done the most, you think, to help Coco? Well, I think let her be a kid, first of all. She mm -hmm. talks about her two little brothers. She loves to go home and, and to play with them. We saw her speak in Florida about Black Lives Matter a, a few months back, a few, maybe last year. It was a year ago, She yeah. was so mature. Um, but at the same time, we know that she's ultra-professional on the court. She's got the coach. She's got the hitting partner. She's all ears. She wants to learn. Um, and she also seems to just have fun on TikTok, mm -hmm. good friends with Katie McNally. She, her parents talk about how they made her speak in church, and so she's got this ability to, to look very calm and poised in, in front of the media, which isn't easy at 15 and, and, and now at, 16, at 17. excuse me. So uh, I, I think she's doing a fantastic job. No, we have great talent. We have great assets in, in that sense in our sport, and she's second to none. But you have to give credit to the people. She surrounded herself with maybe she was not aware at the time or she got lucky, I don't know, but her parents have done a great job and the people around her are certainly making her a better player. She certainly doesn't seem to be overscheduled in the sense that you don't tend to worry about burnout with her at this point, right? Yeah, and I mean, of course, the pandemic came and nobody got to play for about six months, so it might actually not have been too bad for Coco. This was in Parma just before the French Open, and I think this actually helped her to get some matches under her belt and get the title. There, there's her dad on the far right, her coaches and hitting partner from Mortoglu Academy, and uh, she just seems, again, calm, in a good place. It's been a meteoric rise, but at the same time, she's just inside the top 30, so She's had some time to, to get used to it in the pandemic, as I mentioned. Might have been not too bad for her to get some time away and, and spend some time to, to work on her game. Yeah, amazing that something that is so thoroughly abnormal kind of seems normal with Coco Goff moving up in the way she has. Let's get a break. We got more tennis highlights to get to after the break. Of course, there was more action on the court. Of course, it was going the distance. Belinda Bencic and Garbina Muguruza, both had to go to third set tie breaks today on the grass.
We're back. We're heading to Berlin. Quarterfinal action. Belinda Bencic taking on Ekaterina Alexandrova. Bencic has been playing some good tennis. She looks fit, likes the surface. She can defend. She can attack the young Alexandrova. She's only 22. Excellent player. Of course, they got the tiebreaker in the third set. Three of them in Berlin today. The ladies going the distance. This one decided just at the end. Bencic showing off her grass court skills with the defense. Alexandrova just wasting that opportunity. Big win for Bencic. All right, so Belinda Bencic into the semifinals in Berlin. Another quarterfinal we saw this morning. Elise Cornet of France taking on Garbina Muguruza. Muguruza in the near court who plays so well on grass. A former Wimbledon champion. And Muguruza who got the first set. But Cornet, such a feisty competitor. She's great on Six defense. Drive. She's extended points. And this third set was so interesting because Cornet went up 6-1 in the tiebreak, and Muguruza is clawing her way back, and with that, she wins four points in a row. And now it's 6-5. Cornet falls down, little drama. Watch the shot selection for Muguruza. The backhand is her favorite shot, and yet she goes for the drop shot. Wrong shot selection. Could not have gotten closer. And Cornet was right there. Even if that drop shot goes over, Alize was already on the run. She was well, I don't know. I always feel like when you're tight, go with the bigger muscles, the finesse muscles. That's tough at that time. And I think she knows that that was the wrong, the wrong shot. Well, she had control of the point as well. And Cornet is well known for playing these tight, long matches. Muguruza just fell into the trap. I feel she didn't use her power as she should have. Good win for the veteran. She's been struggling the last couple of seasons, but she pulled it off today. Well, Allez for Alize Cornet, <laughs> the French woman, moving into the semifinals in Berlin. Hey, let's talk a little social net. And this okay. is this is great stuff here because we got some goats and their kids. So that's Novak Djokovic and his son Stefan on the court in that's Mallorca. It's always always nice to see. Look at that. <laughs> wait, his forehand. Wait, the forehand is like Rafa. He you got see the reverse. that? Yeah, the reverse. that reverse follow through like Rafa. All right, and then we had another one. Serena in France with her daughter, Olympia. Listen to this. You know what Grandpa taught me? So first thing you do is turn. Back. Reach. Hand. Follow through. It's very complicated for a three-year-old, but you might get it. <laughs> Bounce it. You know what? It is. Good job. But watch watch Bounce how cleanly it. she hits the ball. Good job. I love the Ready? <laughs> Run, tell the bounce hit. Yeah. Oh, almost. Almost. Oh, so you know what grandma taught me? No pressure there. Your mom's so only one First thing you do is. <laughs> Not at all. Well, same thing with Novak's kid, yeah. Stefan. I mean, goodness me. But you know what the beautiful part was? What grandpa taught me, right? Right. Richard started it all. Yeah. So, so much that. respect you, there. If you're able to, to share your passion with your kids, it's, it's a blessing. And I love what she's doing there. That's just great. She has great patience. Yeah, that is that is really cool. So, and Serena actually posted some more stuff today. They were doing drills, but Serena's so good with her. She is. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. All right, a lot more to uh, get to when we come back. Here's a look at the schedule for, well, semifinal, and we'll look at it when we come back on Tennis Channel Live. We'll be right back. All right, featured matches for semifinal Saturday. What you don't see is that in Birmingham, they actually got to go quarterfinal Saturday, then the semifinals. 
But uh, which one? And, and the, actually, the Tiafo uh, Shapovalov match is the completion of a quarterfinal. Uh, Shapovalov took the first set. That set. Which matches are you most looking forward to, Tracy? I want to see Felix Auger, Aliassime, and Ugo Umber. I want to see Felix on Sunday hold up a trophy. What is he, 0 and 8? I mean, he's only 20, so it's incredible that he's won that much, but interested in that one. Yeah, that is the match to watch, but I want to see if Matteo Berrettini has what it takes to be a Grand Slam candidate nowadays at 25. I, he's playing like it. I yes. just know that there's going to be something with Alize Cornet and Belinda Bencic. So, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but it's worth watching to find out. I'm just saying. It's keep a your eye game. on it. Yeah, absolutely. Just keep an eye on that one on Tennis Channel Plus or <laughs> Tennis Channel, whatever we have. Hey, look, we do have a shot of the day today, and it comes from the grass, of course, in London. It's Daniel Evans. He takes on the number one seed, Berrettini. We know he didn't win the match, but he does win shot of the day. Two of the guys that I would pay to watch, and Dan Evans, such a complete player. He got to the ground there. Chavavalov said earlier that this is diving season. This is the time for diving on grass. And he said, I'm too scared to do it, but I like watching other people do it. Looks like Boris Becker. Yeah. A little bit won the point with it. I mean, not bad from Daniel Evans. Unfortunately, couldn't get through. So far, the quality, right? We were talking about this today. The quality of tennis this week. Really good, right? Really good. I think the grass has improved. They they made added a rye grass so the ball bounces up a little bit. And until today, there was no rain. Well, with a quick turnaround, we had everybody playing this week, so it was great to watch. The fields in all four events has been magnificent, and I think tennis is a winner for it. No doubt at all. Three straight matches in Berlin that went 7-6 in the third today. And then the fourth went 6-4 in the third. Great day of tennis we just had. Looking forward to another one tomorrow. Thanks so much for watching Tennis Channel Live. For Nico and Tracy, I'm Russ. It all begins at 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern tomorrow on Tennis Channel.